AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Our host brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success, and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI in Action cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. To listen to the latest AI in Action podcast, head over to www.aldus.com forward slash podcast, or subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Matt Sattler. Matt is the Global Head of Data Science for HSBC. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks, JP. Thanks for having me. No, it's a pleasure. Um, so I've been very much looking forward to this one. You and I have spoke several times now. Um, I want to start with uh, your background. Talk us through your journey when you first got involved in technology and and how it's transpired that you've ended up in the role that you have right now. Yeah, perfect. So I have to start by saying I definitely did not have the traditional journey. Um, I think the, the traditional data scientist, data science journey, you know, normally has that, that comp sci PhD type of background. I think my, my journey was, was slightly different. Um, so I got involved in data back when I was at UBS. Um, so I worked for UBS Investment Bank. I was fortunate to, to meet a mentor of mine. And when she took on the role of the chief data officer at HSBC in the Americas, one of the first questions she asked um, was, do you want to help build this out with me? And as, as a data evangelist and, and someone that was excited about data, how could you say no? And right when she joined, one of the first roles or remits that she had was helping to build out the Americas. There was a lot of data governance issues when it came to our businesses down in, in Latin America. And so again, asked, how would you like to, to head down to, to Mexico City and build out a, a data program and help to improve how we use data? Again, for me, how could you you say no to that opportunity going into your career, somebody that was passionate about data? Long story short, spending a year there, having some fun, really enjoying what I'm doing. We were successful in un- helping that local business you know, understand how they can do data and use data better. And I think that's an important thing because it segues nicely into the next bit of my journey. So as, as I went back from, from Mexico back home and we're demonstrating some of the stuff we did, uh, the COO from Brazil in our Brazil office uh, saw what we did and said, fantastic, uh, we need some help down in Brazil as well. We're struggling to understand how to use our data. And so again, uh, how, how could you deny that, that opportunity to, to head back down to a, another beautiful country, um, but solving some really challenging problems and really trying to help an organization better leverage one of its most strategic assets. So spent, spent some time down there, did, did a very similar approach. As I head back to the States, and I'll never forget this moment, uh, one of our senior leaders came to me and said, um, we, we need a bit of help. We need, we, we need to answer a lot of questions around our customers. How many customers do we have? And as you would potentially think, one of the simplest questions to answer, 
But in a very large and complex organization where your data is, is, is scattered around, it's a very challenging problem, a very challenging question to answer. And to ask, can you help to, to, to doing this better? Of course, knowing the lay of the land, understanding the data architecture, absolutely. Uh, went down there, we commandeered a room. Uh, I'll still never forget this, there's about four of us in a room with a bunch of computers, uh, spun up some, some servers, did a really prototype version, but the whole hypothesis or thought process was, can you use analytics to putting your data together? And so when you have a complex architecture and data scattered around and you have different versions of the truth, it's, it's a difficult to, to stitching that together. Can we use analytics? Can we use predictive analytics to solving that problem? We spun up, uh, again, the, this little mini room, which became our lab, but we solved the problem, most importantly, and, and we really helped that business. At the time, HSBC was selling off its, its Brazil business. And so as, as we're, we're doing this, one of, again, my mentors and, and senior leaders in the bank said, fantastic, but can you do this back in the States where, where, where we're certainly growing our business? But can you do it better, faster, cheaper? Can you do this in, in a more effective way? And this is probably about now four years ago. And it's where I was really then going from traditional analytics, traditional predictive analytics into the world of big data and distributed systems and learning about how to use more machine learning techniques. But on top of these, this new, at the time, technology, I mean, Spark was still not even mainstream at the time, but can we put different systems together to answering a lot of these questions? How many customers do we have? Where are they doing business? Um, and can we do it in a way where you don't have to have a bunch of people in a process trying to putting it together. Can you use something a bit more systematically that improves the governance, that improves the quality, but automates the process? Uh, two years later, uh, successfully developed uh, and put 35 systems together. Um, and there was about really four of us, some really clever software and, and this infrastructure. And so, for an organization that large, this was you know, novel, a novel idea of how, of how to put something together. Similar, similar journey at this point, our global COO and then my boss at the time come from London, which is our, our head office in HSBC, and asked, well, great, you did it in the States, we're a global organization. Can you put a strategy around this? Can you do it again better, uh, faster, uh, and and certainly with with not as as a as a crazy investment. So of course the 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 answer was absolutely. Um, and this was now about three years ago, and that's where I started my journey over here in London. We're now three years in. We have spun up two data labs, uh, one here in London, one in Toronto, Canada. Uh, where we we made a strategic investment in uh, into our Toronto data lab. We had a lot of good uh, press releases uh, about that as well. Um, one of the things that I'm most proud of of what we've done is is one of a, the first graduate internship and graduate program for data science and, and data engineering. 
which it's where we just kicked off our, our second year. Uh, last week was actually the first year anniversary of our graduates. So it's really something that we're all really proud of and excited of. Um, we are now a little bit over say, 100 uh, individuals with, with different skill sets. And most importantly, adding ROI, adding value back to the business. And so starting from three individuals uh, in, in a Brazil you know, commandeered room into two data labs, fully functioning, solving problems, an investment in a graduate program, and leads from different industries all here at HSBC. It's, it's been a journey. It's certainly. Um, well, I'm, I'm delighted that you talked it through in, in such detail. I've obviously heard that story previously, and I thought it was so important to share with, with people listening because it, it speaks to a few things. Just, you know, not being afraid to, to back yourself, to take on the next big role, you know, great things happen outside the comfort zone you're clearly you know evidence of that it, it, a lot of it was just down to building on success and scale and the big message there which is what you finished on was ROI and that's something that can often be lost on people within a data within a data team um, so I definitely want to speak more about the the academy stuff but Focusing on your role now, look, global head of data science, you're also directing business development data science, so it's multifaceted. Talk to us about what the environment is like for a, a global bank, what, what you guys are doing as, as the, the leaders in, in the data side of the business. Um, help people who ha may have a, a misconstrued idea of what it's like to work in data science and finance. Help us visualize what the journey is like and you know, breaking down some of the, some of the myths that exist. Yeah, so I, I would say one of, one of the myths, and I would say we, we were part of breaking the myth, is that we all have to wear suits. So that, that's certainly number one. <laughs> um, but all jokes aside, I think what's important is we worked really hard to infuse the right culture. Um, because culture really brings that, that spirit of solving these problems in a different way. And so if you listen, to, you know, going back to the journey, what we are trying to embody and what we are trying to help with our business and those that are helping customers on a day-to-day -day basis is looking at their problems, because that's the most important bit. It's their problems and it's our clients and trying to look at it in a different way. And so I think what, what sometimes gets missed and when thinking about financial services and data science is can you be really creative? Can you take some of the latest research that's out there, uh, whether it be around artificial intelligence, whether it be around uh, AI ethics and explainability, whether it be around the infrastructure that supports it, does financial services make that type of investment in those individuals in that type of culture to making it real and i think that's one of the the key bits that we have built out and really say breaks the mold changes the mold but part of and, and as you you broke down part of of my role and my team's role and not to really harp on the part of of roi is demonstrating value so when we built this out it wasn't the notion of let's go build this monolithic ecosystem of data just to do it. 
we we started with a business problem um, for us it was all around understanding our our clients and and what we say kyc i know acronyms is a big thing with financial services uh, which stands for know your customer and for us we wanted to improve that journey and why that becomes important and why it led to building this this data ecosystem is you can imagine throughout the client journey there's so many different touch points from onboarding to execution to receiving credit or onboarding for a new product there's many different touch points and within those touch points the, the data goes on the same type of journey so for us it was all about understanding how we can make that problem more efficient if if it's a if it's a pro if it's a process that takes say you know months to, to complete how can we get that down to days and how can we use data in order to doing that and that was certainly one of our key objectives is assuring that we stay as close to the business problems and throughout that checking in to seeing the value and the returns on that investment. Again, what, and in even forming that answer, it, it may surprise people listening that we didn't talk too much about technology. What you talked about there is culture, understanding the business and impact and ROI. And, and those are the, the, the things that are more front and center to you because the tools and technology are just inhibitors of, of what you're really trying to focus on. It, it would be good to, to, to understand how you've gone about building a successful team, which is now spread over multiple continents, how you assess for the balance of, of technical fit, you know, industry fit, and, and then also the important one, which is culture. So yeah, talk us through that. What's that journey been like? So I think when we, when we embarked on this, we wanted to make sure we had diversity of thought. And so when you're building a team, you need to have different skill sets, but you need to also have people that think differently in solving that problem. So when we were recruiting for, for these key individuals across the two areas, what we wanted to make sure is that we had individuals that were, were really deep technically, but also individuals that can communicate to business practitioners. And I think that skill set doesn't get talked about enough. And so when we're looking for, and when we have been looking for individuals that, that go into our team, yes, it's, it's extremely important to know the maths, the, the engineering practices. Um, if, if you're using big data, do you understand distributed systems? Um, but besides the, the technical bit, what what really takes an idea, what, what takes uh, a piece of code into day-to-day -day business usage is your ability to communicate the, the solutions that you've put into place. Because there's still a journey in bridging the gap between your typical technical practitioners and your, your typical business practitioners. And what we really believe and the culture that we're trying to provide is that bridge. Um, I think some, you hear some people call them translators, um, but, but we really consider ourselves the bridge between 
the, the technical aspects and the business practitioners. So when we've been looking for, for people, you, you have to have kind of a combination. Not everyone in the team is a financial services subject matter expert, although you, it, it's very important to having that because you have to understand the problems that you're trying to solve. And if your business partner and the person that, that has the problem that you're trying to solve, if you aren't able to communicate and you're not able to understand their problem, then it's very difficult to develop a solution. But when you're building a team, not everyone necessarily has to be skilled or deep into being a subject matter expert. And so it's having that balance between those that understand the subject matter, those that are really, really deep technically sound, but also then those that are able to communicate and translate. And so for us, that became part of our culture is those from different industries and different experiences and those that have had to solve problems in different ways, but also those that can communicate and those that can solve problems in different ways and, and really, really technically sound. So I'd say as we're kind of building the, the, the data scientists of tomorrow, I would say, it, it's certainly those, and I guess you can consider them the unicorns, uh, is, are, are those that have the skill sets that, that are across the various spectrums. And as you can imagine, it's, it, it's, it takes time to finding those that have that, but also those that, that work really well together. This is such an interesting topic that I, I want to go a, a little bit deeper on just purely because the whole concept of a unicorn and the data science scientist of tomorrow can mean many things to many people. And you and I had a, a, a funny conversation previously about, you know, this mystique about the, the elite level PhDs from Ivy League and while they, they absolutely are incredibly um talented in certain aspects that's not without challenges and you can accomplish amazing things with people who have the right balance they may not be exceptional when it comes to the the overall prestige of education but that's not the be all and end all and you are you know a walking talking advertisement of it, it's it it's really not about just your 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 phd or the university because you know, you can you can be incredibly successful if you have the right core fundamentals. And then second to that, you've built and scaled a team without being the, the PhD obsessed focused um, uh, firm, which is refreshing and positive to hear. And it will give a lot of data scientists who are, are not, you know, uh, are not at that education level it'll give them hope so can you just talk us through you know your your view and opinions on that um you know and and help us all understand that there's many different paths to walk i think what what sometimes gets missed is there's so many different resources out there and sometimes there's no shortcut for hard work no matter what whether just because you don't necessarily have a phd doesn't mean you're not putting in the energy and effort into understanding your practice. Uh, and that is, is fundamental. Um, you have to know your maths. You have to know your comp sci. Um, but sometimes having a PhD means you're really, really deep in one subject, but not necessarily wide and have the, the, the breadth 
across all the, the the different aspects. And so I think you know one is definitely being able to leverage all these resources that are available to you. I know I've had to do it. I still continuously do it. And I have to say this, I'm extremely fortunate to be surrounded by people so much smarter than myself that teach me on a day-to-day -day basis. And so you should always be willing to learn something new. But also, we talked about this, the almost the EQ aspect of it or the empathy, because a lot of these techniques are very, very new. And so being able to adopt it, and, and adoption to me is super critical. Adopting these functions, the, these you know, systems that you're building, takes a lot of empathy for, for the person that is, is going to be using this product, right? It's a good. And so just having a PhD doesn't necessarily mean that you will have the empathy uh, for, for working and understanding the business problem because you could build something fantastic over here, but if you don't have a pulse on your, on your customer, if you don't have a pulse on your business and you don't have those relationships, there's a lot of things that will be missed and this fantastic piece of, of code or software won't be put into practice. Yeah. So having that empathy and, but not shortcutting the hard work. If you don't have a PhD, there's so many resources available. Now we are so fortunate to live in the time period that we live in, that we can gain access to academic resources at our fingertips. And with that, EQ and empathy is something that can be worked on and, and trained like any other skill set. And it's the information to do so is is accessible, just like the technical, uh, the technical side. Um, I want to finish. Final question, uh, Matt. You you mentioned your your grad uh, academy program, which you're very proud of. So I want to just have you give us some insight into what that looks like and. For, for people potentially interested, when is the next phase, what locations, and, and how do I go about learning more? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so going back to, to hard work, um, when, we, when we set up this, uh, the, the graduate internship program, you know, we went university to university um, you know, with, with our signs and, and really speaking about the problems that we're trying to solve. And how we're trying to transform the, the bank and how we're trying to help grow and be a part of financial services of the future. And so what I would say is we were now uh, a team based in London, based in Toronto. Um, we are potentially looking to, to expand, but those are the two locations that we're currently in now. And we are just going to be embarking on I say come September, October time in looking at our third year, our third year uh, candidates. And so we'll be posting a lot of things online uh, within HSBC intranet. We'll also be going out to, to further universities. So I would certainly say, even if you're not in those two locations right now, uh, a lot of our graduates come from different locations around the world. So they all don't come from London or Toronto. And so just if you're not in those two locations, certainly don't deter from, from walking away. 
what I would certainly say is, if you are thinking about it, if you're thinking about doing data science, machine learning, to solving really, really challenging problems that can have super impact to the future. And financial services really has a lot of touch points with, with global economies. And if you're looking to solving a lot of, of these challenging problems, I mean, look at the current state of where we're in today. This is exactly the, the, the place you want to be. And especially with a team, and I have to say this, a team that loves to have fun. Um, we're, we're certainly that team that embodies working together, wanting to work together. Uh, that collaboration and that wanting to, to work together it is such a key piece of the formula um, that I'll share with everyone that, that's listening. Uh, it's, it's definitely part of our DNA. And so if you're that type of individual, that wants to be a part of that type of culture, solving really challenging problems, access to a rich amount of information that can really help a lot of businesses and individuals, we're, we're definitely the place to be. I think that's a great way to finish it. Matt, this has been excellent. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for talking us through your journey and giving us some insight to some of the amazing things you're working on at HSBC. We really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, JP. I really appreciate you having me. AI in Action is brought to you by Aldus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Aldus offer an exec search program. Aldus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. For more information, contact mark at aldus.com. Get the Aldus Advantage. Become a member of the Aldus community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston, and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to all its members. And don't forget our AI in Action podcast. Each week, we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career, and more. Become an Aldus member and get the Aldus advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldus.com. Com. That's www.aldus.com. Aldus International, empowering through AI.